Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. All right, let's go. Hey, we're live. We're on. This is the podcast, folks. It's Tuesday, and we're still here. We ain't going nowhere. No siree, Bob. We're here to stay. And we're, we're gay. S- we're sucking dicks. We're super gay. And I just want to get right into it because I've been dying to talk to you about this. Please, Fatty. Lay it on me. Sit on my face. Now, some people, if you're on the Patreon, you've heard about this already through uh, for, uh, foreign film boops. Uh, which people are really enjoying, by the way. Sarah and uh-huh. I have been doing a, a series called Foreign Film. And What is uh, that boop? What is that? Is that a curse word? Well, it's alliteration. The foreign film. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I get but it. It's, a, I got it's it. top secret. We got I all got the Patreons are keeping it a nice secret that we're using this word brazenly. I love that. That's a great idea. Not brazenly. We're using it in a cute, punny manner. But Sure. So, the, if you're on the Patreon, you've already heard about this. I also talked about it. Oh, we talked about it on the live Instagram. So you, we did talk about it. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. We talked about it on the Instagram live. We Two watched people a, saw that. We watched a film called Stranger by the Lake. <whistles> and I'll tell you a little something about this stranger. He Please. likes to suck dick. <laughs> Most strangers do, I hear. Not the strangers I've been meeting. Where are you? You got to move out of the village. Uh, I went to. A, I went on a hitchhiking phase for a while and really got into it. I mean, the Astoria strangers—they don't suck any dicks. They just well. yell Greek at you. It's <laughs> a nice stranger to do that. I guess so. They say don't talk to strangers, but if they're gonna suck my dick, maybe I'll start yapping. Well, this movie, uh, we so we got the Criterion collection, uh, which is I haven't I have not ventured off of Criterion since I bought it. Yes, uh, I'm watching nothing but black and whites, fart house movies, the whole the whole works. Student yeah, films, you, short films. With with the foreign film and the Criterion, you've gone full buff. You're you're oh. in a turtleneck. You're in a director's chair. You got one of those big horns, a beret. Yeah, I mean, I've been a pedophile for a long time, but now I'm, like, really getting in there, you know? Oh, yeah, some <laughs> of the best filmmakers are. Oh, Polanski, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, Spielberg. John Hughes, big pedophile. <laughs> that's what killed him. <laughs> Don't you? A big conservative, too, but that's neither here nor Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I guess that makes sense because he's so all-American, you know, Ferris Bueller and all that shit, pretty in pink. It's very Americana. Yeah, and, and kind of an asshole, I heard, too. But those two I things go that. hand in hand. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you can tweet at me, at Joe List Comedy. Uh, but anyway, so we're, we're scanning through the flicks, and I see just a, a head, a face in a lake. Because you go by the icon a lot. You're like, that seems interesting. Yes. And it's called Stranger by the Lake, which is intriguing. I'm like, ooh. I like a murder thriller. You like a murder? I love a murder. I think... Uh M is for murder. I think murder is like the best. A thriller is good, but murder is the best motivation in a film. And you got true crime and all that shit. You got to love murder. Well, just see, when I see thriller, I'm right away, I'm interested. I'm yes. in. I Same. Like, 
the category. I like the music video. I just love Thriller. Good. So yeah, that's why you know you write a script. It's all conflict, but a murder, boom, perfect conflict. You're, you you got a revenge now. You got to figure out who did it. There's so many ways to go with the murder. Love a death. Plus, you have you a lot of movies. Psycho uh, is one that most comes to mind. You're kind of rooting for the murder to get away with it. You're like, of God, course. he's going to get caught. This is big. I remember when I was a kid, we were watching Jumpin' Jack Flash. We didn't have oh, a lot yeah. going on as a family. I think that's a Whoopi Goldberg joint. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. She's coming off the motorcycle on the cover. Yeah, yeah, Big Dyke. And she, actually, she wasn't a lesbian, was she? I think she's a lesbian. She boned Ted Danson quite a few times. Oh, I think they were married. Yes. Huh. She reeks of les, but maybe, maybe not. Hmm. Uh, either way, she with the opening scene is her robbing a house, and the guys are coming home, and she's like trying to get out of there. And I was like, "Come on, Whoopi, get out of there!" I was a little kid. My dad's like, "Why are you rooting for her? She's robbing him." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was so dumb. I was a dumb kid." Well, she's the star. I mean, you recognize <laughs> the star. You root for the star. I guess so, but he's he's got a point. Like he related to the Robbie. I related the to the black. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and we got robbed a lot as a kid, so I. I he was right. Yeah, he he was uh, you know PTSD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Peter uh, Tit Travis sucking dick. Hey, Peter Tits sucking dick. That's good. Um, well, anyway, so I go. Let's let's check it out. So we read the uh, biopsy or whatever the fuck, and it <laughs> says um, thriller. It says Hitchcockian, Ooh. and so now little. Telegraphing this cock is right in there, but it says Hitchcockian psychological thriller and psychological. I just I love psychology, I love a thriller, and I love cock. So yes. I said this might be the movie for us, and it's about Frank and Michael or French Frank. It's like F R A N C K. They got an extra Franck, Franck, and Michael, and yeah. so it says and sexual obsession. So I think it might be a little gay. But I sure. like a gay film. You know, Call Me By Your Name, I jerked off to, and uh, what's it, Big Mama's House I like. And Yeah, what's that other one? Uh, Brokeback Anal, and uh, <laughs> that's a couple one of my, big gays. Well, Brokeback's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Ellen was a fine show. and um, Sure. Will and Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we put it on, and when I say this movie's a gay film... It's a gay porn. Really? We watched a gay porn. Now, I had never seen this before. This is a hard dick coming. You ever see wow. a close-up of a hard cock coming with another man's hand on it? Uh, many times. I went to <laughs> camp. But, yeah, no, that's, it's in a film that's crazy. Like, we've all seen a porn. We've all seen a Saturday night. But in a movie... Well, every time I come, I close my eyes and look away. So I, I've never actually seen a dick just shooting a load. And you don't expect it because you're watching and you're shocked because there's a big hard rod and a big man hand around it. And you go, oh, that's crazy. They're showing a dick close up. And then pop goes the weasel. A hot load goes flying right into the lens. Wow. Oh, I, Imagine I, that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I dropped my popcorn. <laughs> well, you got some extra butter, but imagine that in, uh, in a 3D. I'll put some glasses on for that one. Now, I don't want to mislead the general public. That's not butter. That's semen. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. That means that guy, that actor, had to pop 
on film. That there yes. was a crew, a boom guy, a, a lighting guy, the the lady with the script supervisor, the the craft service. My God, the heat! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're all standing around, Frank. Uh, <laughs> you know, busting a nut. A newt. Well, well, frankly, it was uh, it was a beautiful sight, but I had just have never watched that happen before. But we've been noticing, and and again, the Patreons already have heard about this. These foreign films, they have full intercourse. Like we're wow. watching all the Yorgos movies, and Penetration? there's no cut. You just watch them like they're having sex with each other. Wow. Which I guess, if you're an actor, like you're making out. That's that's standard. And to me, making out is more intimate than sex. I mean, if you're penetrating, I don't know. Well, I've never been a woman before, but I'd rather have your dick in my ass for a couple days than make out for five minutes. Ah, that that works for me, but (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, what is it about America? Why are we so weird about sex? We got this puritanical thread running through our culture. They turn on porn at at 8 p.m. The whole family watches it over oatmeal and, and cigarettes, and we think sex is this... Kooky dooky devil's work. Well, I think a big part of it is all the reformed Christianity, that hardcore Christian thing of like, we can't have that because it happened with the language back in the day. And, right. Which we've talked about before. Politically, those sides have sort of switched in a lot of ways. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. And But even like, you know, you watch some show and they blur out the nipple, but they'll show like Fear Factor will show a guy eating dog shit and then puking but then they'll blur out a nipple on a woman, and you're like, well, the nipple is nice. The puking is gross. It's very strange. Yeah, it is, but th- th- I mean, every we've watched, I think, 25 foreign films now, and almost every one of them has tits, and they're not, it's not like, um, take my breath away, and like a <laughs> slow motion, black and white, beautiful tit. It's just like a chick brushing her teeth with her tits out, you know? Yes. And we've seen the heads of about nine cocks. They show cock like willy nilly. Wow, man! I feel like, all right, like, the Hangover is like the first time you saw a little dick on screen. Little Asian dong. We never saw dicks until no. I started watching the Foreigns. I remember Wild Things has Kevin Bacon's dong for just a second, and my girlfriend at the time was like, "Finally, we get some dong in a movie." And Pulp Fiction, you see Willis's cock, just a sliver of it when he's Is showering. That right? Yeah, after he eats out the retard, he's showering. Oh, that's right. In just a second, he's like, give me a towel. You can see just a little bit of a dangly, bald cock. Yeah, and forgetting Sarah Marshall has a has a decent hog from Jason Siegel or whatever, Seaman, whatever his name is, but <laughs> he's packing. So I guess this has been some dicks, but I'm talking full penetration porn. But anyways, back to Stranger by the Lake. This is one of the best films I've ever seen. Come on. I mean, well, I mean, relatively. If you're doing like all the movies I've seen, I've seen 10,000 movies. It's in the top 250 maybe. All right, all right. Well, you never hear about this. Is it is it old? Is it new? Is it gay? Is it blue? Something borrowed. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's blue for sure. Yeah, uh, blue but balls. I think it's 2013 from France. And it's called a queer film, and ah. it all takes place in one location. It's a cruising lake. They're all on the beach, and it's just, I mean, like, tons of gay sex. And, like, hardcore fucking, uh, well, you know, holding both the ankles up, like, Gah! Gah! Wow. yeah, 
And then there's like, um, what do you call it? Cuckolds that come over and they jerk off and watch. Uh, not cuckolds, voyeurs. Oh, I would of, do that. A lot of voyeurism. And like sometimes they're like, it's like Schindler's List. They're like, get out. This is our place. <laughs> let me see your papers. They're stuck together. But uh, it's, it's really fascinating. Now, let me ask you this there, Fatty. Are there a lot of women in the movie? There are zero women. There's not one single woman in the movie. Now, you see, that's interesting because if a person makes a comedy with no women, everybody goes, oh, there's no women. It's a bunch of misogynists. But if a gay guy makes a movie with no women, it's still not, they don't get in trouble. I guess because they're gay, it's the different repressed people. I guess. So ah, the whole thing's topsy-turvy, if you ask me. I mean, if you want women, you got to have women. You got to yell at them, too. Yeah, you could make a movie with 45 black guys, no women, no whatever. No one's going to be like, where's the broads? Right, right. Isn't that weird? If, if you, It's almost like two oppressions can't fight each other. But if it's uh, a bunch of dudes who are straight, you can. It's very The rules are very kooky with the uh, the canceling. Yeah, it's kooky, but uh, I mean, I'm telling you, this this is a film you should check out. Now, some people might, and I've said this, uh, I said this on the IG Live, I understand, like people, there's people that are like, I can't watch Brokeback Mountain. You're like, oh, dude, get over it. Just watch this great movie. Yeah. This movie, if people are like, I can't watch that, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> this is some hardcore. Like if it was heterosexual, you'd be like, this movie's too graphic. Wow. It's lips on a dick, hot load shooting. I mean, ass pounding, 69ing. Ah. It's Damn. really something. I mean, my wife, was she jerked off four times. She had sure. fucking her shoe in her twat. Loving it. Yeah. Wow. That's a big Jordan. But <laughs> it's uh, it's tough because, I don't know, the, the gay sex, it's a little more jarring. I hate to say it. I don't want to, I, I don't, we got a lot of gay listeners, but that gay boning, it's, uh, it's a little more aggressive. But a 69 for gays, I think, is, is way more, it works better. What? Than, a, than a, a 69 with a man and a woman. I feel like a gay, uh, a man-on-man 69 is, it makes more sense uh, technically. I disagree completely because the cock, the guy on top, his cock is gagging that guy and it's bent down. Where the pussy, like, the woman's in like a regular dick-sucking position, just flipped around, but she's on her hands and knees and can get in there. Ah, and then okay. the pussy, the, the beeve is just... Right there, you got the both levels. You can stare that asshole right in the eye. I guess you're right, but some I feel like sometimes I'm reaching with my neck for that clam. I can't get to it. It's a bit of a sit up. Yeah, I see yes. what you mean there. It's a sit up. The gay sixty nine. You can keep your head resting on right. the pillow. Yes. But that dick is bent at a bad angle, though. Well, that's a bad dick, isn't it? It, it shouldn't be bent. No, because a hard dick is like facing north. Yeah, you got to pull it. Southeast to get it in the mouth, right? <laughs> I guess so. The, the hard dick is, is hiling. Yes. Like, if you're looking from a side angle, that dick should be like this. But the mouth, you got to bend it down here, and then it's hard to go up Wait, and down. Your boner doesn't go to the sky? Not in a 69 position. If oh, my back yeah, is pointing right. up. Right, right, right. Okay, I got you. There's some inertia or whatever that word means <laughs> that takes it down a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, Gersha. But I when I get a hard dick, it's it's hard. Same, same. It's a beauty. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the ads. I was going to, yeah, I had a pause for the ad, but I was like, well, I'll save it. But yeah, I'm hard right now, either way. <laughs> Isn't that but the this, beauty of Zoom? This movie, you got you to gotta see it, folks. If you don't mind, if you, first of all, how about this? 
if you're gay and you love gay sex and you're turned on by it, this movie's like, this is like gold. Oh, yeah. Imagine a porn with twists and turns. Oh, you get everything. You, you get know what all I mean? you want. You, you get the thriller. You get, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm love. You get the thriller. You get the murder. You get the fun. You get the narrative, the conflict, and the, the railing. And the guy is hot. The, uh, the, the, the ne'er-do-weller, he is a smoke show. Yeah. Then, then is Sarah like, because I know some girls that are like, he's hot, but he's gay, so eh. And no, I'm like, what do you mean, eh? I think she's the opposite. I think she okay. wishes I was gay. Yeah. I think if, yeah. you know. It'd be a better relationship. How do you if mean? You, if you were a gay guy who happened to not mind penetrating some gash, I feel like you're good to go because you get the gay connection. You go shopping. You can decorate. You can giggle. You can go out for champagne coolies, but you also get to get plowed. Right. Well, here's the thing that's interesting, and I can I can see where it comes from is a little bit. Like women, I think are turned a lot of women I've found of from what I've research I've done are turned on by men fucking. They're like, it's ah. hot. You got two guys having sex. Right. Because it's it's like we talk about it with two lesbians. It's two of the things you like. Right. But they are almost universally and emphatically turned off by their own guy doing something gay. Yes, yes. 100% with you there. Like, I think Sarah seeing two guys fuck is like this weird, like, damn, this is like sex. It gives you a little butterfly. But if she yeah. walked in on me fucking sucking your balls... I mean, she'd never stop vomiting. That's true. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point. I just think, well, gay sex is so masculine. Like, it's grunty. It's just bush on bush with rods and holes and balls swinging. It's so more. It's so much more masculine than, you know, we, I'm on top of my girl. It's missionary. I'm jizzing. Uh, you know, I'm crying. It's not as, it's not as manly. Yeah, I agree. It's hot. I mean, gay sex is really something. Ira, my friend Ira Proctor, the comedian, used to have a bit about. He's like, if you think about it, that's like the manliest thing you can do. There like you go. Spit on a tight, hairy ass and fucking ram it in there. Oh yeah, but, I'm sure. Oops, sorry. No, you go. You go. I'm sure they kind of compete. Like it's two dudes just plowing each other. It's almost like a sport. Oh, completely. Yeah. But I think also we have to say this because we do have a lot of gay listeners and they're yeah. probably, they can call in. Gays. There's a lot of gay men, and we've talked about this before, and people can take their drink now because I say that a lot, I guess. But a lot of gay men never fuck in the ass. Yes, that's right. It's a myth. It's a misconception that all these gay guys are having dick because everyone's like, well, how could you have a dick in your butt? How do you even walk? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. There's guys that have been gay for 30 years. They're like, I don't, I don't put dicks in my butt. I fucking right. blow guys or they, you know, hand jobs or whatever. Yeah, which I totally get because it doesn't look fun. But I feel like if I was a gay guy, I would just do it out of, we ran out of things. You know, I blow you, you blow me, I jerk you off, you jerk me off, we make out, I lick your nip, I lick your ass. We're done. That's ten minutes. I need to. I need put something in my ass just out of boredom. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way as a heterosexual. Well, right. It's day forty-eight of quarantining. I'm sticking, uh, you know, rubber gloves in my ass. I couldn't. Think yeah, of you got the fun. the remote control up there. You sit down. You hit mute. You know, like it's fun. It just it's another hole. It's something new. Yeah, but I, I 
I, I would recommend this uh, this picture. And then this happened. I I love movie posters. I got a bunch, and I just uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, the art form, and so is Sarah. So I look up every movie I watch. I want to buy the poster. So we love the movie so much. I look at the poster. Great poster. Everybody go Google Strangers, uh, Stranger by the Lake poster. Yeah, I, I just looked it. at it. It's colorful, and it's two guys kissing. And I was like, I don't mind that. That's all right. You know, I'm a, I'm a progressive guy. So yeah. I buy it, and then I look closer, and I didn't notice there's all these little tiny guys naked with their little dicks out in the background. Like, so I got a poster <laughs> with two big heads making out and a bunch of little dicks. Jeez, they really went for it with the poster, huh? The, that that's got to be in a in a movie house somewhere, and that's just sitting on the wall. It's gonna be, at da- but down in Europe, over in Europe, they don't give a fuck. I guess so. I think now, it's that conservative Christian. They don't really have that as much. They don't have that, but I, I don't know. What age does a kid go, "Mommy, look at the dicks," and the mom goes, "Ah, fuck it, let them see it." Like, where's the cutoff? Well, they're little. They're little. Guy, they're little like Lego guys. Oh, so it's okay. Not, and they're, it's a painting, so it's not like just uh, dicks everywhere. I gotcha, boy. If I was a Lego guy, my dick would be so tiny. Yeah, that's a that's a real micro. Yeah, oh yeah, because the person is micro, so the dick would have to be just one of those little, you know, those little round notches on the Lego. That would be my dick. Just a little. Yeah. Is, there, is there Lego porn? There must be Lego porn. Oh. If there's not, that might be something for the Patreon. Lego porn. That's big. That is big. Yeah, you get the uh, the Lego man and the one Lego lady with the, the the hair that snaps on. That's good. Well, well, since we're talking about sex, maybe we should uh, talk a little bit about our advertisers. Ooh. Wee. Let's um, do it. Yeah, let's do it because sex is getting a little funky, is it not? Uh, it's dried up. It's the Sahara over here. Yeah, it's a little strange here as well. So I want to tell you how Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Blue Chew, yeah. the first chewable dick pill. Now, we're having a nice time. We're making videos. We're making things, and we're still turned on, but it's like we talked about. There's a lot of sweatpants going on, a lot of pizza eating, yep. just a lot of kvetching. I'm crying. I'm, I'm sharing feelings. So it's it's yep. hard to get into that mood. Not to mention and all the gay porn in the background. Exactly. So I think I think it's time for me to start reaching for a blue chew. Oh, yeah. While we're all stuck at home, what's something we could all use a little more of? Human contact. Mm-hmm. But also, sweet, sweet lovemaking is a stress reliever, don't you know? Yes. With Blue here, here. Chew, you'll be keeping your loved one at a healthy distance six inches away. Oh, if you're lucky. Right, folks? Something you can let into your house is Blue Chew. Get yourself some Blue Chew, folks. Order it up. They'll deliver it right to your door. You chew it, and you're ready to rock pretty soon after. Is that correct? You've dabbled, haven't you? I've, I took it two days ago, and I, I've, I've been fibbing here. We actually banged this morning, and it was pretty hot and heavy on my end. She kind of got the short end of the uh, penis, but... Yeah, we. I take it every. I take it at night because it lasts a long time. So I take it at night. We'll bang at night, and then I, I wake up with a fucking rager, and so I just plop that thing in her in the morning and uh, ruin the sheets. But 
I love this stuff. It stays in your system. It works right away. It's chewable, so you don't have to like sit there and go, when's it kicking in? You chomp that thing up, swallow it. You're like Superman. And uh, I got to say, it's FDA approved and uh, prescription required, but it takes like two seconds. You do a quick little video thing and you're 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 in baby they send it right to your house it's in it comes in these individual packages i keep one on me all the time just in case you never know when you're gonna be a toys r us and need a quick romp so yeah love blue chew right now we got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code tuesdays and you pay five bucks for shipping that's it that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Tuesdays to try it for free. BlueChew.com. Wow. Finally, I a website. Highly, highly recommend that. Finally, and a website that can give you an erection. And, of course, speaking of our uh, our dick and balls, you need something to house them. Once you're done having sex, yes. you want, you're, do you find your balls, after you come, they come all the way down and they feel they're very extra tender? Yes, yes. It's almost like they're they've they've been through some emotional trauma and they need some distance. Exactly. They're social distancing from your cock, which is all sticky, and yep. you're gonna need a nice pair of panties. And I gotta tell you, this is no fib. I am wearing these underwear right now. Sheath underwear. We love these undies. And the, the, the fellow that runs the company, he sent us some. He sent Sarah this is not just for the men. He sent Sarah a sports bra and some undies, like some like boy shorts, and she's what? loving them, and she looks hot in them. What? Yeah, she looks great, and I got some fresh undies. Uh, it's brought to you by Sheath, Sheath Underwear. That's right, S-H-E-A-T-H. These are killer, killer panties. Love them. What makes Sheath Underwear different? Simple. Sheath Underwear has a special two-pouch compartment that keeps your nuts in a hut and your pecker packed away. <laughs> it's a duplex for your two best friends. We got them, and I got a camouflage pair. Yes. She's turned on by that. I think she thinks, because I shaved my head, I got camouflage panties. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a little chubby than I conservative. used to be. It's nice. Don't hate it when you go for a walk and your dick... Don't you hate it when you go for a walk and your dick and balls are loudly clacking against one another? I do. Well, sheath underwear cradles your junk like a mama gorilla holding her precious newborn baby. Yikes. <laughs> It's got the comfort of a boxer brief with the support of a jockstrap. All of their powers, none of their weaknesses. You love this stuff, don't you? Love the sheath. I got a whole drawer full. I'd like to get some of those uh, boy shorts for the lady in a sports bra, by the way. I wouldn't mind uh, watching her prance around in one of those puppies. But, uh, yeah, big fan. Love sheath. They feel good. That's that good fabric. I don't know, that silky kind of stretchy, fun stuff. Your balls can breathe. Your balls have support. Big fan of the sheath. So uh, that's SheathUnderwear.com, promo code TUESDAY. Support this show by supporting them. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your balls. Thank you. Um, I needed some support this morning. I went for a long, long run with, uh, oh, with yeah. Sarah. We ran over to uh, Roosevelt Island. You ever spend any time there? I don't picture you on Roosevelt Island. I went there once just out of curiosity. I was like, what the fuck is it? And I went over there, and it's pretty boring, and there was one big hospital, and I went back. It's strange. It feels like a complete bizarro world because it's yes. technically Manhattan. They consider right. it Manhattan. And if you're not familiar, first of all, for 25 years, maybe you were the same. I thought Eddie Murphy was from there. Ha, 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 Roosevelt, Long Island. He's from Roosevelt, Long Island, and for, like, years, I was like, Eddie Murphy's from here. Ha. And uh, he's not. Um, no, but it, there's a stop on the F just for Roosevelt Island. 
Yeah, there's one subway stop, and then they have the tram, which right. in, if you saw Spider-Man, I think he saves a, a kid or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's boring, right? There's a couple apartments, and there's a big hospital. It used to be where they kept the the lunatics. It was a nut job island. Yes, and there's we ran out there today. There's a um, what was the big fucking thing that killed everybody? Smallpox. There's a smallpox hospital, and it's all mostly destroyed. But there's some uh, what do you call that when there's a little bit left remnants? Residue? No. Resin. I mean, no, no, of a building. Ruins. Like, yes! Yes! There's like the ruins of a smallpox hospital. And they got it all fenced up. It looks like a fucking haunted house crazy thing. Wow. And there's a whole new park out there. Like a big, there's a big, uh, um, I lose words, FDR, a bust. There's a, a bust, bust of FDR, yeah. Oh, a bust. Yeah, there's a big busty head. It's a pair of tits. I, I like a bust, yeah. Drug bust. Uh yeah I I uh, I don't get the island it feels like they're not utilizing it well you got this cool island in between Manhattan and Brooklyn or Manhattan and Queens and there's nothing going on there they should have a party there or like a rave or a foam party some ecstasy something well I think they like it that way it's all grassy I think it's like a place to raise a family in New ah, York I see I guess is there but enough room I think so yeah there's a couple ball fields a soccer field a baseball field all right all right. Well, it's like a little suburb in the middle of hell. I feel 80 for saying ball field. Who says yeah. ball field? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I joined the ball club. Um, but anyways, great run, five miles, and the, those cherry blossoms are blossoming. and Ooh. Just fucking lovely. So feeling pretty good. Well, can I, can I throw this nugget right down your sphincter and see what uh, comes uh, of it? Yes, please. Uh, so I've been doing these dumb Zoom shows, you know, where you do your comedy and everybody is awkward and it glitches up and you freeze and you ruin a punchline and your timing's off. But got a shout out to the comedy seller. They put on a zoom and she, Liz hit me up and goes, you want to do it? And I go, yeah, whatever. What am I doing? It was amazing. Really? A show, a show. I don't know how they did it. They had at least 30 people watching. So you could see all the windows of people in their apartment drinking wine, sitting on the couch, hugging, cuddling under a blanket, and that was the crowd. Ian hosted and somehow Mushy Mike did the whole thing. They had different rooms so you could swipe on your phone. Now you're in the showroom, now you're watching the comedian, now you're in the green room. Wow. And so, is there a green room hang? There's a green room hang, kind of. You could just see everybody. I'm watching Rosebud and Andy. I'm watching uh, uh, DeVito. I'm watching uh, Mike Somerville. It was insane. It felt like comedy again. Wow, that's nice. That's a beauty. It was amazing. And then I, I did my set, and there you can hear the. I don't know how they did it, but you can hear them laughing. So you tell a joke, and then you hear, bah! And, Fatty, I got to tell you, I was reborn. I was skipping down the street. I, I I forgot how much I missed it. I didn't know how much I loved it, and I felt like I did a killer set. Remember that feeling of doing that killer set, like after you've been bombing for a week? That's what it felt like. Of course, yeah. I miss it, too. Well, here's what I did. I did a show uh, at the Tacoma Comedy Club, which that part of it's fun is you can do a show in any club, any city. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like Zoom? A Zoom. What? Yeah. How was that? It was pretty good. Here's what I found out, though. A secret little sauce I found out, though, that maybe I shouldn't even reveal it, because we were talking to Mark Grossman that owns all these clubs, and he's like, yeah, 
um, the owner of that club, he's like, he's got a bunch of his staff that are going to make sure they're laughing loud so you're not bombing. Huh. So as soon as I start my joke, I'm like, yeah, man, I, it's crazy being in quarantine. I hear like, <laughs> and it was nice, but there was times where I'm like, oh, I think they're getting paid to laugh or something. They're getting free drinks. Yeah, but that's awkward. It was nice because I'm like, I'm killing. I can't tell if it's real or fake. Right. But yeah, but that feeling Maybe I shouldn't is... have put that out there. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe we'll cut that, but <laughs> no, you're fine. But it felt so good. It's like, oh, my God, this is this is what I got into. This is my what I've been doing for 10 years, and this is it's all been taken away. And it, I got to tell you, I got that old feeling again. I was skipping down Seventh uh, Avenue, just like, yeah, that joke worked. I tried a new bid. It hit. I mean, these people are being generous, let's be honest, with the laughs. But, it, boy, I needed it. Yeah, it's a good feeling, and it, it does feel good. to. I had a similar feeling where I got off stage or out of my bedroom, whatever, and I did a bit with Sarah where I said, I'm dying. Can, I get, can someone get me a water? And that kind of laugh because they're like, there's no one to bring water. And then Sarah right. brought me a water, and I did the uh, – everyone, make sure you tip your weight staff. They're working really hard. Oh, that's killer. Pretty good. That's um, good. But the same thing, You the weird part about it is, though, you end – and you don't walk off stage and go talk to everybody and go, ah, it went pretty well. You just walk back into your living room and go back to watching, you know, Inside Lewin Davis or whatever. <laughs> I know. It's super weird. Like, I finished and I had all these texts like, here's a tag. You know, DeVito's texting me like, oh, that one line was good. I'm like, it was kind of a hang. It's not the same, but it almost felt like I was addicted to heroin and I had been off of it and somebody gave me just a key bump. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, speaking of Lewin Davis, I was watching that movie, and there's that opening or the second or third scene. He's going. He's on the the two, and he's yeah. going from Columbia uh, University down to the Christopher Street. Yeah, and he's passing all that. And you're like, I just want to be on the subway. I'd kill ah, to be on the subway. I know, I know. I, I um, told you, man. I've been listening to old sets because I'm terrified. I am so rusty that when I come back, I'm gonna be on stage at the fucking. Denver Comedy Works going, hold on, hold on. I think I know this. Hold on. Give me a second. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm listening to it. We were good. We were good comics. Very good. We're still good. I mean, that's ah. the nice thing about doing these Zoom shows is I walk off and I'm like, I can still do comedy. It comes back. Yeah. You're but I mean, an hour? Bits. Doing an hour, though? No. Well, you're not, you don't just go back and do an hour night one. We're going to have to do some spots and some sets and... Yeah, and I got to tell you, I bet these crowds, when we do come back in 2048, I bet these crowds are going to be real happy to be there. They're going to be ready to rock. And also, you have the foundation. It's like running. Like when I was young, I ran between seven and nine miles six days a week for years. Woo for wee. years. So now, I mean, I'm a pretty fit guy. I go out, I run five miles. I, mean, I ran five miles last week for the first time. I run here and there. But I can run five months because I have that foundation. Right. It's the same with comedy. It's like you've still done 15,000 sets. So I know. So to take four months off is not going to be like, like you're, and you're still a funny person. Like we're still doing the podcast. We're still right. funny people. You know? I hear you. But I, it, to me, that's muscle memory. This is mental. This is like words. It, to me, it's just about the, the remembering the jokes. Right. Well, you, you know, they're, they're yours. So yeah. I know, but you know when you're working out new stuff, you, you got like you got a puzzle in your head. You're going, all right, I got to throw in the uh, the 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 fucking hotel joke right here. The hotel joke needs work. You had all of those little tools all in the right place where you wanted them to work it out, and that's the part that worries me. It's, it's hard to explain, 
but you yeah. knew where to put the new one because it was new, and then you got to go back and bring that one in, and you're still working on that that Kleenex joke. That one's almost there. Like all those little things, I know they'll come back, but ah, I was so close to a lot of bits, and that's all gone. Yeah, here's what I would say is yes naturally we're going to be rusty it sucks it's not ideal but you just remembered them then just telling me so the fact that you still know those skills the problem i think right. is if you're like i don't even remember when you can't remember what you just said that's when you're really in trouble yeah yeah but and no question about it we're going to be rusty losers thank god we recorded i'm so happy i recorded all my sets because uh if i didn't have that shit i would i'm looking at pieces of paper in my pocket it says like Houseplant. Like, what the fuck is houseplant? Then I listen, I'm like, oh, the houseplant bit. Yeah, I had the same exact thing. And you remember, I'm like, shit, I had a ton of shit. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like I had about 40 minutes that's not on the specials that are going to come out one day. And I'm I know. Like, but that feels good. I have a bunch of shit that's not, that's still new. Right. What would suck is if, uh, you know, you just had nothing when it ended. Oh, yeah, I know. Jesus. It's nice to have a base. And think about the people that sucked before. Think about oh, them. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully they all quit or get corona. Well, I think a lot of people are going to quit. I, I think people, I don't, maybe I'm crazy, but I was, I've been walking around with my uh, wife and sister-in-law. Every day I see people packing up U-Hauls. I think there's going to be a fucking exodus. Big X, big dust, and uh, I think rents are going to go down. I'm going to buy some property. I think uh, this city's going to get kind of cheap in a minute. I think for sure, because the rest of the country is not dealing with this like we are. Right, right. And like they already said uh, uh, real estate in Jersey went way up because everybody's like, fuck it, let's buy a house. Like They needed that little push, and now they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were like, this is a nightmare, and it went crazy. They were saying Westchester County has more deaths than the state of Texas. Woo! So it's no wonder these fucking states are like, what the fuck? Yeah. We got to go back to work. Like here, there's fucking, they got, they got skating rinks that are morgues and there's tents in my asshole and there's fucking, you know, just dead people on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. But in Arkansas, they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know you're right. They're they're in Georgia. They're doing business as usual. They got rubbing tugs and uh, toy shops just open. That's interesting though, because Georgia's actually had some cases. Oh, the case that they gave me. Murder was the case that they gave me. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the fuck. But I've been I've been getting other news sources. I'm like, we gotta we gotta fire it up here. This is like <laughs> because. There's going to be another wave that's going to be around for two years. The vaccine's fucking three years away. But haven't you noticed you're jogging, you're out there running uh, all day, five miles. You see it's letting up. Don't you see there's people, other people jogging, there's people outside barbecuing. I went to the water today. It's a beautiful day in Manhattan. It's jammed. There's people in bikinis out there. Yeah, I mean, people just can't sit in their house for too long. If, it, if it's the winter, it's one thing, but it's 70 degrees out. People are like, fuck this. So I think social distancing, the masks, whatever. I do think the political rallies, concerts, festivals, those should not be going on for a right. while still. Right. But everything else, I'm like, we got to fucking do something. Well, I had a dark thought the other day, and tell me if I'm, I'm kooky here or gay, but old they keep talking about old folks' home, and I'm like, well, we're, I mean, how many people die in an old folk home every day without corona? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, they die a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they die all the time. They die. They stub their toe. They die. They 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 hiccup and they die. So it's a weird that we keep focusing on these old folk homes because I'm like, well, weren't they on death's door? Well, that being said, because uh-huh. there are two two balls to every sack. Sure. Our New York City deaths are twice as high as they were last year. Double. Ah. And then that's not that's with way less traffic, way less no people crime. out. So yeah. once everything opens, you're gonna have car accident deaths go back up and we are like seeing a crazy amount of deaths. Like we can't forget that like they literally have stacks of fucking body. Like sixty five thousand people uh-huh. have died of this. Yes. That's I mean, true. That's, like Italy, Italy ran out of uh, cemeteries. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's significant. It's not. It's not nothing. So no, no, it's not nothing. I'm I don't. Not I don't that. know what the fuck. But eventually, it seems like we got to do something. But I feel like the people don't want to hear about this. This is all they hear about. We got to give them the queefs and the farts and the jizz and the cum. Well, uh, I got to tell you about this. I so me, you, and Donnelly got to talking about uh, about si- season seven of Seinfeld. Sure. So I revisited it, and it brought me back. This is how much that show meant to me when I was younger. When I was in college, or when I just finished college, my friend went to London to go to film school. And mm-hmm. he's out there in London, and we were such animals. He's like, I'm partying up, I'm getting laid, I'm out in London, I'm the American guy. You got to come out here. And I was so young, dumb, and full of anal that I was like, fuck it, I'll go to London. I fly to London with no money. This guy is staying, and this is before Airbnb, he's staying outside of London, like an hour outside of London by train, in this family's house. They just had a baby, they're like a 35-year-old family, they're, you know, uh, like yuppie, kind of nice, religious, regular old folk, and they got this party animal staying with them, and then I show up. So they hate me. So I had this crazy memory. You know when a memory just hits you? Of course, yeah. So... One night, we go out in London. We just party it up. We drink all night. We do a bunch of drugs. We get shot down by a bunch of fat chicks. And we missed the train back to whatever little town he was in. It was called, like, you know, Dicklessville or whatever it was in London. And we had to walk to the house. And this is pre-GPS, pre-phone, pre-everything. It's an hour train ride. So the walk was probably, like, six hours. Jesus. And we did it. And wow. we had to walk, literally walking through like Sherwood Forest. You know, there's bats and owls. Hoo hoo! It was pitch black. We're walking through forests. I remember at one point we saw cows. We're walking through pastures, and we're so shit faced. We were terrified. And I remember me and my friend were so obsessed with the show Seinfeld that we would say the show dialogue to to feel safe because we were so scared wow a wolf could have eaten us and i'm going i suppose you could swivel and we both giggle then we go back to being like was that a bear was that a bear god it's like rain man where he recites abbott and costello yes yes you're rain man (laughs) we're rain man it was it was raining men and we're out there and he's out there and we were so scared (laughs) we were so scared that we had to say these this dialogue just to keep us uh, like not to not to start crying. Boy, how much scarier is forest than the woods? Ah, we're in the woods. Oh, spooky. We're in the forest. You're like you got to get out of there. Yeah, black forest cake. It was like, terrifying. I mean, it was pitch black in a forest. You bump into a tree. You had the moon. That was it. Wow, the moon was the light. The moon was the light, and in the middle of England, 
I don't know where the fuck we were, and I don't know where that family is now, but they hate... I remember we showed up at like 5 in the morning, and they rolled their eyes like, God damn it, you fucking American faggots. We hate you. You're ruining our lives. Well, that that season 7 is really something (laughs) special. And we got all these people... We sparked all these people tweeting at me, being like, I'm trying Seinfeld out. I can't believe is these that people right? haven't seen the show. Yeah. What? How about this realization I had? This is going to blow your tits off. You're going to have cum in your face in a second. Please. So this show, obviously, I mean, Seinfeld is a huge part of our podcast, our lives. I mean, we, we do probably 10 Seinfeld references per episode. That's a fun trivia. What, what's the average yeah. amount of Seinfeld references per episode You better believe show? it, buddy. Yeah. It's got to be 10 or 15. It's so much of like the basis of our show is that show. But this is what's crazy. So we got people that are probably, I don't know, I imagine there's some 16, 17-year-old kids listening to this show. They're into the show, some 20-year-olds. Yeah. So it's like the equivalent is if you and I were watching a show or listening to a radio show in 1995, Seinfeld's 30 years old. It'd be right. the equivalent of a show that just kept referencing a show from 1965. Like Leave It to Beaver Hap, or whatever the fuck. Uh, Star Trek or something. I don't know. I guess that does happen. but Something. Yeah. What the hell was on? Uh, F Troop or Mr. Ed? The Flintstones, I think. Oh, yeah. F Troop, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that weird? The show is now 30 years old. Right. Right. How fucking bizarre that we're sitting here. We're obsessed with the show from 30 years ago. I know. I know. You hung up on some clown <laughs> from, from the, the 60s, 60s, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm, that I'm is sitting weird. Here, every week I'm like, it's crazy to me that people watch and listen to our show that are unfamiliar with Seinfeld. That's weird to me. But I'm realizing the show's 25 years old. Yeah. People listening well, to our show were born in 2001. Well, the kooky thing is, I wonder if people hear us yapping and kind of ripping that whole thing off that they did and think we're fucking geniuses because they're like, wow, this is killer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're just doing a thing from some other guy. That's what I always wonder. I'm like, if they watch Seinfeld, they're going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Right, right, yeah. Because so many of the references stand on their own. So they must be like, yeah. that was so funny when, you know, right. Joe said yada, 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 whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, thanks, for, thanks for button. <laughs> And I'm I'm offended by all the fans that reference these season eight and nines. I got some real eight and nine problems. Well, you know, season and I don't want to get too gooked out on this because we uh we can dive deep, but season seven is so perfect because it takes the old guard and there's just a dash of the new guard. There's a little goofiness in those. A little there, bit. And it's just is. the right amount. There is. It's the right amount, and uh, that's why I think it's the second best season. And also, it's like the cameras are better. It's like HD. It pops. It's bright. Elaine's yes, hot. That's it's right. Like, and Elaine looks hot in the later ones. Yeah. I mean, super hot. So it's uh, it's just pure fucking gold. There's something but the clip-clop. Yeah. It's so good, and it's so timeless. Like, it still comes on 11 times a day. I mean, some fat kid who's 24, he could still enjoy it, but... It's tough now because they don't have phones, they don't have email, they don't have fa- social media, Facebook. So I'm sure kids watch this the way I watched Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, I think there is. Like some guy tweeted and was like, it's a little dated. And I'm like, season one through three were dated even in 1996. Right, right. But still even some Jerry's gold in haircut. there. Jerry's haircut. Jerry's haircut, their outfits, everything. Elaine's big poof. The whole thing's kooky. 
But you're right. It's a 30-year-old show, and we, we keep talking about it like a couple old guys who, who got out of Nam. Well, and I want, I'm such a cunt of a person, and people are trying to be nice and friendly, but they keep sending me Seinfeld trivia that they're like, did you know Kramer was called Kesslem? <laughs> yes, I know that. What are you, crazy? Of course I knew that. I took the fucking Seinfeld tour in 88. Like, George mentions the opposite in the, in the pilot. I'm like, I know he, have, I know he <laughs> mentions the opposite. I know everything. What are you talking about? I know it too well. You know what's uh, worked, what works out for me is I got the show on Hulu. I'm sitting here watching with my gal. I'm quoting every line, and she's turned on. Get out of here. I'm doing the same. My wife wants to divorce me. <laughs> well, she's like, how'd you know that? I'm like, I'm obsessed. What are you kidding? It's also gross because I kind of know the guy. So I'm like, am I a sicko? I'm like jerking off to this guy's mullet in 1994, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to him you know, via text. Hey, what's going on? Did you call him? Did you text him? I texted for his birthday. Hey! What, 62, right? Or something like that? Or 66? Somebody 60, tweeted. 66 sounds good. I think 66. Call in if you know. But yeah, 63 he, uh, and embracing it. <laughs> he, uh, he wrote back immediately and said, thanks. Can't wait for us to get back out there. Hey! So that might mean some gigs. Did he say, get back out there? Or did he say, get back out there? <laughs> um, Label baby, baby. That sounds like some gigs. It sounds like he's uh, he's chomping at the bit or whatever that's called. Well, I first, because I, I don't want to get too into what I texted him, but I wrote, I didn't want to come off too, too come guzzly, so I just wrote HBD uh, something. I just wrote, happy, ha- uh, thanks for everything, HBD. Okay, and, okay. And, and then I picture him going, we have so little time now. We can't write out happy birthday. We got to say HBD. And then I was like, was that bad? But he wrote back immediately and said, thanks, man. Can't wait to get back out there with you. Or can't That's wait for something. us to get back out there. That's something. I, I still think a phone call is not crazy. but ah. I don't know. I, I, by the way, I had about 38 texts from women who said, don't you dare call him. I know people. Joe's a, he's a homosexual, don't do it. And I, I kind of was like, all right, well, I, I trust women. That's extremely hurtful. Yeah. I mean, we're close, Jerry. <laughs> I, I thought I'm, I did. <laughs> but you know me. I'm with um, you. I'm just saying. That phone call could go south real quick. I throw one gook out there. I throw one N-word. It's over. But these women, they're they're looking at it the way they look at it. They're like, he can't. If I call too fast, he's gonna think I'm this. Oh, two that's days. True. The key is the normalcy. But you don't call me, so I, it's not a normal. I guess you gotta you uh-huh. gotta do you. Right, right. But I thought about because he has a special coming out on May fifth, and I have a special coming out on May twelfth. And I thought about we have a, a a special coming out within a week. That's a lot there to bond on. You should write to him and say, I'll promote yours if you promote mine. <laughs> That's That'd something. be nice. I just scratched my head, and I think I'm bleeding. You ever scratch, and you're like, why does that hurt excessively? I think that's uh, leprosy. I think I got AIDS or something. You're positive. HIV, baby. Oof. Should we take a question or two, or do, you, do we have some other stuff? we got about 10 minutes to, to, to fill up with jizz here. Maybe we'll do two questions. All right, let's see what the questions are. Shelby emailed us some questions. Yeah, we and if you if you really want to get on board, we're going to answer the rest of them via queef on the Patreon. So tune in. Yeah, we oh! got to pl- plug that Patreon. Oh, go we ahead. We got to plug the the yes! roast. Yes. Coast to coast. What's it even called? Coast, coast to coast, coast roast. roast. Coast to coast roast. 
Go to helium.com. The Helium Comedy Clubs are putting on this huge roast tournament. Comics huge. are roasting cities. So there's Austin Comics roasting Houston Comics and New York Comics roasting Seattle Comics. It's a huge tournament over three weeks. And Mark and I are the hosts of the whole thing. We're going to be zinging, zanging. We're going to be busting balls. We're going to be fucking with the contestants. We're going to be shitting on their cities. It's going to be great. It's a competition. May the best roaster win. It's going to be huge all over the country. Yeah, so we're going to be trashing your city. We're going to just tear apart some young comics, a lot of fat jokes, Jew, Asian, whatever it is. It's roast. So get involved. You can get a ticket. You can get like a full package ticket of everything. And, yep. Or you can just do an individual show if it's your city, whatever. I know yeah. that Dina Hashem and Mike Racine are the New York comics who are killer, hilarious, killer comics, both Good of them. Good lineup. Boy, when you start thinking of comics, you're like, wouldn't you like to see them? Wouldn't you like Ugh. you to sit down for 20 minutes with Dina and Mike just being like, where are you guys? What are you up to? I know. I, I always say, if anything comes out of this, we're going to really appreciate the fuck out of every little thing. Yeah, but get on there. Go check it out. We're, we're, we're co-hosting the thing, and uh, I think it's going to be – I'm looking forward to it. What I'm excited about is it's, we'll have a job. It's that thing they talk about with unemployment that like yes, you feel like you don't have a purpose. You don't have regular money. You start to feel like a loser. I have low self-esteem. I had that to begin with. But we're going to be going to work every night. And yes, and real work, paid gig, and our job is important. We gotta, we're the backbone of this fucking thing. We're the, we're the caboose. we got to keep that train on the, on the tracks. The straw that stirs the drink, as Kramer would say. Uh-huh. Um, so check that out and get on the Patreon. There's a ton of shit on there. We've been doing bonuses every week. Again, the live episodes are up there. Sarah and I are doing a foreign film. For, and uh, we're going to answer a bunch of questions. So check that out. Yeah, yeah. Please. Always fun stuff. Yeah, so we got there. five minutes. All right. Talk about the first time you ever headlined a club. Do you remember? My first headline was at um, oh Tommy's hmm. Comedy Club. That was like the guys that ran the Comedy Connection in Boston. They had a side room, which was the original Comedy Connection. It was at the uh, Charles Playhouse. And uh-huh. It was a short-lived club, but the, the room was like the original fucking Comedy Club in Boston, so that part was cool. Um, wow. And... I remember being excited and nervous, and uh, I mean, I did it way late. I had, was like 14 years into comedy. Come on. Maybe not 14, but a long, 12, probably 12 years. Were you like the go-to feature? You know, there's always that guy like, I need an opener. Get him. Yeah, I feature, I mean, I featured for DePaulo for years, Jonagan, Gullman. Dane. Dane, a little, but not regular, like a couple times. I did right, a few. right. Um, but yeah, so I was like a lifetime feature, but... Yeah, it was exciting, and you're definitely nervous. You're definitely that thing of, like, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because um, you're always good at what you do a lot of. Yes, yes, well said. So 25, you're like, nothing. You can do it, and you know you have the material, but, like, to do 45 all at once is scary. Oh, you're counting the minutes? I remember I would count to, like, two or three after a joke just because I needed to build that time. I need, yes. you know, punchline, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. You do a little crowd work, you go, all right, that killed about two minutes, even though it probably killed 20 seconds in your head. You're like, that was something. And you're just counting those minutes. It's brutal. You, were, you Remember when you couldn't find the light? You're like, I've been on stage for four hours. Where the fuck's the light? Yeah, it's a horrifying feeling. 
And then eventually you go, did I get the light? You have to break that that moment yeah. where you're like, do I break? <laughs> Should I say that? And finally you're like, did I get the light? Anybody? And then they always give you the light. If you're a comic and you want the light, just say, did I get the light? Every time. Every time. Now I do, I do these planks every day because I'm just trying to be less gay. And... That, that time, it's a, it feels like that. You know when you do a plank, you're like, where the fuck's the buzzer? I've been doing a plank for three years. Yes. It feels like a, that. Yeah. it's uh, It ain't easy. But yeah, it was it was good, but not crazy memorable, but that was my memory of it. Same here. Mine was the uh, Funny Bone in Hartford. I was opening oh, for nice. somebody, and it was a Wednesday through Sunday, and they didn't want to do the Sunday. So they were like, you want to do it? And I, I remember being like, it felt like I got tapped to go like help 9-11. I was like, oh, my God. I felt like a, like a hero. And I was like, I'll take it. I'm in. And, uh, you know, three people showed up. I bombed for an hour. I probably did like 42 minutes because I, I couldn't stretch that long. And it was fun and it was terrifying. I remember like pacing in the hotel room the whole day like, all right, buddy, this is all you. You're the backbone. You're the show. You're the headliner. You got to step up. But I'm like, I can't do it. Like, you got to do it, you pussy. I'm putting water on my face. And, uh, you know, it was very uh, anticlimactic. Right. I would always do the thing, and I see comics do this all the time. It's that you spot it, you got it thing where I mm. see people doing it. And I'm like, I know what they're doing. And <laughs> that thing where you're like, you're, you're trying to do a joke and you're like, well, what'd you say? What I hear someone say over there? Because you want to oh, get yeah. into crowd work somehow. Because <laughs> you need to you kill. You have no confidence that you have the time. Right, right. So you're like, boy, this guy over here is, and like, there's no one even talking. You're just making <laughs> shit up. Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, do you guys hear that out in the hallway? Right, hallways right. are weird. Like, you're just like, someone, something <laughs> happened. Please, somebody drop a drink. I need to fucking. Yeah, it's like those uh, those heckle comics where uh, their whole their whole bread and butter is just getting heckled and them shutting the guy down. So they they're like some guy sneezes and they go, "What was that? You piece of shit! Come guzzling faggot! Yeah, you want to go?" And they're like, "I sneezed." <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> just looking for it. What's the worst? This is a tough one. What's the worst experience you guys have ever had with a fan? Oh, I got mine. I, I mean, I get nervous because I'm like, I don't want. Uh, you know, I don't want the fan might be still a fan, maybe. I got mine, and I, I'm not even worried about it. That's how much I hate this guy. Oh, hit me with it. I did a gig in China. I brought me and the lady flew to China to the Shanghai Comedy Club. This is a big thing, and I did all these cities outside of Shanghai, like little satellite gigs. They're all horrible. Shanghai was pretty good, but I have one gig in Beijing at the end of the run where we're road hard and put away wet. I mean, me and the lady were jumping from hotel to hotel, jumping from plane to plane, train to train, getting around China. And, you know, it's a, it's miserable because nothing's in America, nothing's in English. So it was a brutal trip. The whole thing sucked. Plus, the food there stinks. Stinks. In China? Real Chinese food sucks. I know. It gets oh. everyone sick. Yeah, they're eating dogs and bats and people are shitting on the sidewalk. And just the little things about China. It's not a humorous culture. You know, right? That you don't never see a Chinese guy going, "Hey, you fucking come guzzling bitch! What are you shaking?" Ah, you know, you never see that guy, right? And so, I don't know. The whole thing kind of bummed me out. And so, the last gig, finally, last gig was amazing. It was in a bookstore, and it was insane. And I get off stage, and this kid was a Tuesday, and this is four years ago or three years ago. So, it, like, to find a Tuesday in China was insane. Yeah, and he was like. uh Holy shit, I'm a Tuesday. I listen to all your fuck stories. And he's quoting things I'm saying. I got the lady right here. 
And he's like, oh, remember when you fucked that fat chick in Austin? Or how about the uh, the blind girl in Cincinnati and the wheelchair chick from uh, Phoenix? And I'm like, shut up, shut up. And he wouldn't stop. And Wait, she's is going. Now, is, is he an expat or is he like, oh, you fucked a girl with a T? <laughs> like, what's what's <laughs> What's he's he a, like? like a, he's a college kid on abroad. Oh, okay. So he's a he's a regular white douche. Yeah, he's a white douche. He's a skinny little pecker-headed Nimrod, and oh. he's just going, "Oh, wait, how can she be with you when you fucked that girl from uh, Georgia?" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" And he wouldn't stop. He's going for on and on, and I I had to cover his mouth. And at one point, the guy who run the show was so nice. He was like, "I want to thank you for coming." So he bought us this big meal. So I'm eating the meal. And this kid is sitting, he's sitting at the table, and he's just going and going. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I just stand up and go, get the fuck out of here. You're done. You're done. Get out of here. Because I always try to be nice to these guys. But he, I kicked him. I gave him like the, I was like an umpire. I was like, you're out of here. You're done. <laughs> I, it's funny that he's like a, a white college kid because I don't want to sound racist, but I was picturing a guy with like those cut off Frankenstein pants and no <laughs> shoes and a triangle hat, and he's got a stick. <laughs> And he's like, ah, oh, you fuck girl with big tits. Uh, you're picturing <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get shut down for this, but I just pictured a guy with like a, you know, a bowl of rice and. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, but, no, uh, I wish. I wish. That guy probably would have broken English at least. I could have thrown a chopstick at him. But this guy, he was just a, a honky from, uh, from Ohio. Wow. Well, wow, we're still listening. I mean, he might have. Lo- I mean, we we lost some fans when you when you buckled down and and started flying straight and shooting right or whatever they say. Right, I know. I, I still feel bad, but hey, you know, you gotta live. Yeah, I mean, like, if if I didn't talk politics and you kept fucking women, well, this show would be enormous. Huge. We'd be uh, <laughs> we'd be Mark Marin or whatever. We'd be Rogan. <laughs> Uh yeah. What do you anyway, got? You got the fan. I mean, we got to go. I, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of Twitter stuff. A lot of people would write. You know, you're a retard, fucking idiot, and you're stupid. But I'm a Sorry big about fan, that. or or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of weird ones, but I usually manage to get out of there. I guess I, I'll, I'll think of one for the Patreon and, and put it on. All there. right. I'll have to think about it. Nothing. Nothing pops up. Everyone, for the most part, everyone's really. Nice. Yeah, they're good. We got good fans. We got good eggs. Smart, thoughtful queefs. I love yeah. them. Good people. And uh, if you're not on the Patreon, please get on the Patreon because uh, it helps us out. It's five bucks. Even if you lost your job, five bucks a month. What the fuck, you know? Yeah, that's pocket change, baby. Check it out. Tell a friend. Let's spread this like uh, margarine. And uh, yeah, we'll keep bringing the heat and you guys keep giggling and we got a well some potty co yeah you bring the heat we'll bring the queefs thanks for listening and check out the coast to coast roast yes, yes. helium heliumcomedyclub.com it's and, gonna be uh, big i mean with no sports on this is the super bowl yeah it's gonna be nice so get on the patreon go watch that for a, you'll have a ton of content it's fun here here stay queer all right Bye-bye. thanks guys praise Allah.